You are now listening to the Black Not Democrat Podcast. And I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. So let's get started. Welcome to the Black Not Democrat Podcast, and I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. We will be talking about the Lincoln Project. I'm sure everyone knows who the Lincoln Project is. If not, I will use my trusted assistance to help me. Alexa, what is the Lincoln Project? The Lincoln Project is a YouTuber with 800,000 subscribers. Since creating their channel on January 6, 2020, they have received 281,274,733 views on 387 uploads. Yes, you heard it directly from Alexa. The Lincoln Project was a rogue group of Republicans in name only. I don't know that. Led by of, I guess you would call them establishment Republicans, rhinos, Rick Wilson. Um, uh, well, I'll let this person tell you about the Lincoln Project. Laura Ingram, go ahead from the Ingram angle. Tell us about the Lincoln Project. Last night, independent journalist Ryan Gerdusky returned to this show to lay out shocking details regarding the Lincoln Project and its co-founder, John Weaver. Now, as a reminder, Weaver has been accused of making lewd sexual overtures with promises of employment to dozens of young men and at least one minor. Gerdersky told us that the worst allegations against Weaver haven't even been published yet, but that they're criminal in nature, criminal. Well, you hear that, folks. This is the Lincoln Project, the group that was used by the desperate Democrats to help elect Sleepy Joe Biden and Kamala on Black Y'all Harris. But if you remember, folks, there was an article that was, that was released in the last edition of Time Magazine. And in that column entitled The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that Saved the 2020 Election by Molly Ball. Folks, this is one of those groups that was part of that secret shadow campaign. And according to Molly Ball, the person who wrote the article, she would like to convince you that if you're worried about a conspiracy run by a wealthy, invisible cabal to rig the election against Donald Trump, you're right. But the facts in her own story don't entirely support her own breathless rhetoric. Are she and her editors at time withholding more evidence? Letting overeager sources hang themselves in their headlong rush to burnish their reputations and fundraising list or just being completely reckless and irresponsible 
in feeding the conspiracy theory machine for clicks and likes and shares. Ball's article raises some legitimate concerns, but it is written in a needlessly provocative style. If the secret history and the shadow campaign aren't vaguely sinister sounding enough for you, consider how Ball frames her story. Quote, it was all very, very strange, Trump said on December 2nd. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort, an orchestrated effort to to anoint the winner. Even while many key states, there was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protest and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. This is the inside story of the conspiracy to save the 2020 election based on access to the group's inner workings, never before seen documents and interviews with dozens of those involved from across the political spectrum want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. Now, folks, the Lincoln Project, who is now knee-deep or neck-deep in scandal and controversy and possible criminal activity, let me finish playing the Laura Ingram segment. Continue, Laura. Allegations. Now, the news apparently sent the Lincoln Project into an absolute tailspin last night. This group, uh, the group posted private Twitter messages between their co-founder, Jennifer Horn, and a journalist. Now, we don't know exactly how they accessed the conversation, but since neither Horn nor the journalist consented to it, it actually could be illegal, even if it's not against Twitter's rules, whatever those are. Um, Now, as shocking as this behavior was last night, The rot among the founders of this vicious anti-Trump group funded by corporate America and really rich people, a lot of them in Hollywood, was as clear as day to us for the past year. But again, that did not stop powerful forces from aiding them every step of the way because they were just obsessed with taking out Trump by any means necessary. So the Lincoln Project's biggest funder was Chuck Schumer's Senate Majority PAC, which forked over, I almost fell over when I read this, $1.9 million. Now, the group got half a million from Hollywood heavyweight David Geffen. Haven't had any comment from him, have we? And another 326000 from Bain Capital. Oh, Bain Capital. Guess who's tied to that company and used to be the CEO? Our friend, our favorite rhino in the Senate, <laughs> Mint. Mitt Romney. Oh, my goodness. Bain Capital. Mitt Romney. Bain Capital. Mitt Romney. Continue, Laura. Yee! Mitt Romney's old firm. <laughs> so are they going to apologize uh, for what they ended up seeding? Even if, of course, they didn't know about it. But do they want their money back? And where did that $90 million really go? Oh, where now, did it go? Where, wait, hold on. I may have some some evidence of where that money went. Well, let's listen to this. 
finances going. Well, we want to show you some numbers we looked at. Uh, the Lincoln Project openly admits through public data uh, it, the group has raised about $90 million. $24.8 million went to Summit Strategic Communications. That's owned by Reed Gallen, Eric, who happens to be a co-founder of the Lincoln Project. He's listed as a treasurer in uh, FEC documents. Roughly $20 million went to a company called Tusk Digital, owned by another Lincoln Project founder, Ron Steslow. Now, one of the founders of the project, Steve Schmidt, responded to questions about the group's finances on Real Time with Bill Maher Friday night. Listen here. Out of $87 million that was raised by the Lincoln Project, about 63 to 66 million of that money went to voter conduct contact. Well, where'd the, the law, other where'd the other money go? The law require the law requires that you make disclosures, but you don't have to disclose subcontractor payments. Uh oh, Mr. Schmidt, Mr. Rhino, Mr. Former Guy of the Loser, John McCain. Looks like trouble. Looks like trouble. Mr. Schmidt announced Friday that he's stepping down from the board after publicly criticizing. Ha! Surprise, surprise. He's stepping down. Where's the money, Steve? People, if you gave money to that Lincoln Project. Oh! See, it's all starting to unravel now. Donald Trump is out there silent. They don't know what to think. They don't know what to say. What is Donald Trump thinking? There's no more sources close to. There's no one who has knowledge of his thinking. What will the media do? Will they reform the secret conspiracy? The secret cabal was written about by Molly Ball. Oh, my God. Well, let's see what else is going on with the Lincoln Project. Where's that money? Another original, Jennifer Horn, who expressed public disgust over allegations surrounding another founder, John Weaver, who is in serious trouble after 21 men told the New York Times that he sent sexually explicit text messages and in some cases promised jobs and other access in exchange for sex. There are reports that Weaver is under criminal investigation. The Times goes on to report that texting did not lead to physical encounters except in one consensual case. Eric Weaver is a veteran of the John Kasich and John McCain campaigns, an advisor, a senior advisor to both men, Megan McCain, the daughter of the late senator, fired off a tweet about both men, John Weaver and Steve Schmidt. She says, quote, I've been very hesitant to comment, but since my deceased father keeps getting invoked, I will say this. John Weaver and Steve Schmidt were so despised by my dad, he made it a point to ban them from his funeral. Since 2008, no McCain would have spit on them if they were on fire. That coming from Megan McCain. Woo wee! You talking about getting thrown under the bus? <laughs> Go ahead, Megan. I love you on the view. I love you. Keep doing your thing, Megan McCain. Right there, Schmidt is resigning to make uh, way for a woman to sit on the board. Oh right wait, now. wait, 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 wait! Ho, ho, ho! Here we go. A woman. To take over. If that is not political pandering, I don't know what is. They actually think by appointing a woman to be in charge that somehow that's gonna that's gonna take the heat off. Well, we'll see, because I mean the media, the lamestream media, they are also part of the cabal, the secret inside conspiracy. To make sure Donald Trump was not reelected. Unbelievable.
unbelievable that this actually happened. But, you know, the Lincoln Project, you know, they, they, they turned on the Republican Party and now it's blowing all up in their face. So it, all this does is just cement the hold that Donald Trump still has on the Republican Party. And I don't think the lamestream media, I don't think the desperate Democrats are going to be able to pull away enough of Republicans who still support Donald Trump and the Republicans in D.C. who also support him. Because right now, it's only a total of about 17 Republicans. 17. Seven in the Senate and 10 in the House of Representatives. So those, I don't think that's enough to have a bipartisan administration for Joe Biden to pass some tangibles that Republicans are going to want to go along with because he's starting off on the wrong foot. And today he announced that he's going to start infringing upon your second amendment rights, but that'll be another episode. So let's finish listening to Laura Ingram and then I'm going to close this thing out. Finish this Lincoln project embarrassment. And speaking of embarrassment, the politically petty podcast and their host, Glenn, yeah, Glenn, GW, yeah, yo, 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 Sunday side, I was weak, real weak, but anyway, I'll deal with you later, but let's finish up with Laura Ingram talking about that Lincoln Project as you listen to the Black Not Democrat podcast hosted by me, Drop Squad 52. Finish up, Laura. Paid to firms. Big shock, run by the Lincoln Project's co-founders. So it's all an inside deal, including nearly $25 million to Summit Strategic Communications. That's a firm run by Reed Galen. Reed Galen, of course, uh, with the Lincoln Project. Now, more than $20 million was paid to Tusk Digital, run by another founder, Ron Steslow. Now, here now is independent journalist Glenn Greenwald. Glenn, I've been dying to talk to you about this. Like... All right. Thank you, Laura, for that. And as I close this episode out, which is entitled The Fall of the Lincoln Project, the rhinos and the rats are sinking with the never Trumper ship. Now, the clo- I'm going to close this up with more from the article about the secret, the conspiracy to stop Donald Trump in the 2020 election. Their work, we're talking about this secret cabal, their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and help secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation. Well, come on, we know that's basically against uh, people who supported Trump, but I'll read on. To take a harder line against disinformation and use data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. That means Facebook, Twitter, Google, All the big tech guys all conspired. 
Were these illegal campaign contributions, Nathan Ivey? Was there illegal activity going on with these groups? Because it sounds like they only it only benefited Sleepy Joe and the, and, and the Democrats. I shall read on. They executed national public awareness campaigns. After election day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. They were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it. Ah! That's a freaking joke. But anyway, people, this is just a warning. The Lincoln, the Lincoln Project falls. Trump completes the back-to-back acquittals in the back-to-back fake impeachment articles. So what's next, people? We all know that the media, the lamestream media, are willing accomplice of the desperate Democrat parties. So we don't expect the media to be tough on Sleepy Joe and Kamala on Black Y'all Harris. But outlets like this, like the Black Not Democrat podcast, we're out here, people. We're out here. They can suspend us from Twitter. They can suspend us from YouTube. They can suspend us. But we're out here. Our voices are out here. And we will continue to be heard. 74 million will be very difficult to silence. Thank you for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of the Black Not Democrat Podcast. And I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. See you tomorrow, folks.